I'm a living example of you can get punched in the face and get back up because I'm the modern day Aztec warrior. <laughs> Welcome to MMA Underground. We got Buddy V with your co-host Tom K. What up? What up? And uh, we have two phenomenal guests. Two phenomenal guests, bro. We got all the way hailing from Mexico, Mr. Knight Rider. What's up, Tom K? All the way from Scrapyard, former 145-pound champion. Current Hall of Famer, Turtle. How you doing? Good. How you doing, boss? Chilling, chilling, brother. Chilling. Glad y'all here. Thank you. I'm excited for a fun night tonight. Two good people. And as you see, Mr. Turtle's got a baby. Congratulations on your fatherhood. Oh, I appreciate you, my G. Congrats, bro. Thank you. She looks like you too, man. (laughs) <laughs> That's what everybody's saying. <laughs> yep, yep. Looking like twins. The, the biggest question I have for Turtle right now, first is first. Have you shown your baby your fights yet? Not yet. <laughs> not yet? Oh, no. <laughs> Mom's ain't trying to have her right now. She said not yet. Nah, I can respect that all the way. Hell yeah. <laughs> now, I'm going to say Night Rider. We obviously up, been coming up all the way from Mexico, and so I mean, yeah. I'm curious, what's the like? How how did you? What made you want to cross to come all the way over to the states to come be a West Coast? I'm curious. Uh, first I went to the OG jar. There, there was like my first fight, but like the West Coast wasn't like founded when I first fight, so. When the West Coast was like founded, like almost what two years ago, some kid three years ago. Yeah. So uh, that's like a quicker trip for me to take. So I started fighting West Coast, but it was cool that you put me a West Coast fighter because I I feel myself more identify, identified with them. Because I actually have uh, four fights in the OG yard and just three at the West Coast. See, I was trying to look up some of their fights. Like I swear I heard the name before, and I saw the two. I okay. couldn't find the third from yeah. West Coast. I had your boy Juice and Smokey. I saw. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, it was with Battleborn. It was like a more of a friendly match, but it was really good. Like. It hasn't been uploaded yet because it was at this uh, past event. Got it. All right. Hey, I can dig it. What was now, uh? Who, who was your first uh, opponent in the uh, in the OG yard? Who was that? Uh, it was uh, named uh something like Golden Gloves or a Golden Glove, something like that. He okay. he has like two fights only, like. He he fight long ago, but didn't uh, show up again. Mm. I could dig that, uh, Colonel. I was gonna ask, you know, you were on a pretty strict training regimen and whatnot, but I also know, you know, having a kid changes a lot of things. Have you been able to even like? You back, buddy. Oh, I was going to say, have you been able to, like, you know, even just train for fun sometimes? Or has, like, fatherhood pretty much just been, like, 100% all your time? Uh, I've been able to get in a couple of gyms, get some sparring in and stuff. Um, everything's basically still there. I just got to go run. I just got to mm-hmm. get my cardio back. Um, everything, uh, yeah, everything is still there. Muscle memory. He's been doing it for a long time, so nothing's lost. Right. It's just... 
fat boy status right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, talk to us real quick about uh, cardio, man, because we, as we know, cardio is very much key. So uh, what are some things that you do personally for cardio? So me, I, I'll start out at, if I'm just starting to run, so now I'll say I'll run like three a week, three miles a week. Um, every day of the week, just run three miles, and then I'll pick it up from there. So the next week, I'll probably do four. And then, and then after that, I'll probably top it out at five. So every day, just run five miles a day. Keep it, if you can keep it up, keep going, keep going. And then as well, um, we have a casino down here, and there is, there is uh, some stairs. There's a big, long stair set. It's like running hills. You just do it ten times up and down. Uh, that's basically sprinting for that. That's basically sprinting right there. So you do it 10 times up and down. And then um, there's like a little street. So do the sprint the end of the street to the stop sign and come right back. And then you're good to go. Good shit. <clears throat> I like that. What about I'm mental cardio, bro? Did you do? <laughs> One more time. Uh, Would you what about mental cardio, bro? Uh, mental cardio? Mental cardio or not? Mental cardio yeah. is basically the same thing as cardio to me. You put, you put your music in, you know, you're going to okay. hype yourself up. You're going to hype yourself up the way, all the way yeah. around you go. Because you're going to run. Uh, even like when you get to like three miles, you're going to be like, dang, I want to stop. So the mental cardio is like, nah, bro, you ain't going to stop right here. You got like two more left. You still got more to do. So that's the mental cardio. The mental cardio is just hyping yourself up. Like, hey, man, you, your opponent's training twice as hard as you right now. So what can yeah. you do? Yeah, you're right, bro. And I was going to piggyback off some K because I was going to ask a night rider what actually some of your training regiment was. So I was curious. About my what, bro? About like with your training style, like do you do more gym, more weights, more cardio, more sparring? Uh, I spar every uh, Monday and Friday, so I spar a lot. And uh, I also jog, so I jog and run, so I can like keep it up at sparring. And I also do a lot of meets. I have like a personal coach that. Uh, comes every Monday to my house. Hey, heck yeah, you're not working. <laughs> yeah, bro. I, like when I started boxing, I haven't stopped. Like that was like almost four years ago. And since day one, like I have never stopped. Like every like Monday through Friday, like I put in work, bro. Nah. That's how you know it's better. Uh, I can vouch for uh, Night Rider, man. We we got some training in last week. Yeah. And, uh, my guy, he he just goes, man. He goes. He doesn't stop. And uh, yeah, man. You're separate like that. Gotta tell how his name is separate like that. Hey. <laughs> Give me one second, guys. Give me one second. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. What's up? And then OTH, I'm actually gonna check out your um interview here soon the only one you did so we'll see you 2024 but i'm gonna catch that interview from should and kt thanks for doing the two youtubes that means I, that's I just gotta finish it i definitely started it the conversation with cuzzo that's what you're talking about heck yeah 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 audience you guys uh if you guys fuck with overtime hustling magazine definitely go check that out conversations with cuzzo uh more great banger content from those guys you know but uh, Night Rider, I wanted to ask real quick, man. Yeah. You're uh, uh, the other guest that we have on is a uh, fellow scrapyard fighter. Uh, okay. Do you ever see yourself going up to the scrapyard and getting some uh, some fights in? Uh, I actually don't think so, bro. The like Washington, it's like on top of the United States, so it's like very far from me. Mm. And I don't know, like, to be honest, like, seeing uh, the scrapyard, like, from the outside, like, I'm more interested in fighting on the West Coast. Like, I feel more identified myself uh, with the West Coast and, like, the 
the format, like fighting in sand, like the cage. Because in my opinion, like the scrapyard, it's like a more nice, like it looks really cool and like the lights and like stuff. It's like an A league in my opinion, but like you're losing like the the concept of like backyard fighting, you know. And that's what I like to do. Like I like to almost like street fight, like backyard fight. Hey, I can fight on concrete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I actually uh, train with with some kid, like, in parks, like, grass and, like. Hell, yeah. I saw that Jason saw. He said you were from Mexico, but he said, ¿De dónde eres? Yeah. Soy de Monterrey, I said. <laughs> hey, el Monterrey. Hey, <laughs> shout out, Devin. What's up, mustache? Thank you. Got all the good people out here. Oh man! Yeah. Yeah. So I was curious. So I know I've seen Turtle talk about it a little here and there. I don't know if you uh, focus a whole lot on other boxers, but um, I was gonna ask about the Ryan Garcia and Javante Davis fight. You guys gonna watch yeah. that one? Yeah, of course. Uh, I think uh, Tank will win. All right, all right. What about, what about you, Smart Turtle? Man. Smart man. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to go though. I'm trying to go to the fight. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. awesome. We're trying to see Ryan get knocked out personally. <laughs> 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 I'll slide you some cash that money. Did you would live stream it to me? You know, Google me. Put in your pocket right there. <laughs> got you, bro. I got you, Scott. We know the outcome. We know the outcome. We just want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> As he kept saying, he's like, you know, I don't got too much arm. I'm just going to go in and do my thing. You know, Ryan's real flashy. And uh, sometimes it's those quiet ones you got you to worry, you know. They come in because they have the intention. They know they don't have to show off to let their hands do the talking. And Tank is – Tank's the Tank for a reason. He's got that killer hand too. I mean, that, that kill shot, ooh. So uh, if Ryan Garcia can utilize the speed, absolutely. But I've also seen Ryan Garcia slip up and get dropped once or twice. He's yes, undefeated, I mean, obviously, for a reason. But if that slip up is that one that Tank needs, I want Garcia to win. Like yeah. I have Tank Tank in it. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, so with that, uh, Turtle, I had asked uh, when you had stepped out. I asked Night Rider if he'd ever see himself going to the scrapyard. Uh, so in return, could you ever see yourself coming out to the West Coast or the OG yard or the Dirty South? <laughs> um, I would like to honestly. I'm actually, I usually, uh, I go to each state because I have family in each state. I got family in Arizona, I got family in Texas, and I have family in Maryland, which is not too far. I used to live in Virginia area. Um, so, you know, it's a different scenery everywhere. So the West Coast has, you know, sand and all that. I mean, that's that's cool, and that's dope. I'm not... That's dope. That's a different scene for everybody. I'm, I'm used to, you know, I fight, I fight amateur and street beefs, and then you know, uh, West Coast is not West Coast, but Scrapyard has the turf. Um, OG Yard has the regular grass, and you know, everybody, everybody's fighting regular grass, and then. The West Coast has West Coast has sand and you know rough terrain or terrain or however how you say that word. And uh, actually, I think that would be good on the legs. Yeah, that would be great on the legs. And then I'm like, I actually want to come up there and just try it out just to see how it is. You know, I don't discriminate from nowhere. Dope, man. You uh, you mentioned you had uh, an amateur career. Can you talk a little bit about that to us? Yes, sir. I've been fighting amateur for almost nine nine years since 2014. Wow. I'm trying to keep her from screaming on the mic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been fighting amateur for almost nine years now. Speaking with one like one two coaches. Coach Tom and Coach Marquise. Um, I have over 
over 20 fights then. Nice. I'm an open fighter. Uh, actually, before she was born, I was planning to uh, go in pro. But, uh, you know, responsibilities come first. And so, uh, you know, I, you know that's, the goals don't stop neither. So I'm trying to have, I'm trying to have her in her ring with me. So with that being said, man, that, it, it makes sense why uh, you, how you became the scrapyard champion with that type of oh, experience. Oh man, uh, yeah, with a ton of experience. I mean, they gave me a lot of tough opponents. Everybody who I fought was tough. There's some people I know who probably couldn't even hang with them. Um, but some people thrown, some people. But they gave me a lot. I've, I've, I think I fought like three weight classes. Yeah. Um, it was three, four weight classes because I went from 145, 155, and then uh, I fought somebody at 170. I fought two people at 170. Three, excuse me. Three people I know Polly Rap was up there. Polly Rap was 170. Uh, Who else? Um, that one guy from California. Uh, Eyes blazing. I remember that fight. That was fire. Thank you. Um, and then who else? Uh, somebody else. I just forgot. I think um, the Cobra was um, somewhere up there. He was above me in the weight class. I have to rewatch that one. Like I, I got a faint memory of that one. I think that that was my best one in my eyes. Your best performance? Oh, that was my best performance. In this drop yard. Yeah. Say the fight again. We can go check it out. Uh, turtle versus the cobra. Yeah. I, I mean, there's so many killer fights. I was curious. Do either of you know when you might want to step in that that cage next or that ring next? I mean, I'm planning to. So I would be back. I'm just not talking. To you. Yeah. What about you, not writer? I know how the scrap is gonna be at. Uh, just confidence, bro. Yeah. Huh? Uh, just confidence, bro. Yeah. No, no. He asked, "When do you think uh, you're stepping back in?" You you just fought at the last event. When do you think you're gonna step back in? Uh, I was talking with Mustache, and I think uh, I'm coming back to the West Coast in May for the May event. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna take uh, March and April uh, for training, and then uh, I'm gonna come back. Smart. And I was curious about Turtle. So he was talking about how he wanted to go uh, uh, pro before. Do you have plans to go pro at all, Night Rider? Or, uh, yeah, bro. Of course. Uh, that's why I uh train like every day, all day. <laughs> but I'm just like enjoying the the present, you know. And I I love where I'm at right now. Like I'm having fun at street beefs. Then I'm planning to getting some uh, amateur fights, and then like if it all goes good, like I'm turning pro, of course, bro. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask, how old were you? I'm 25. I started okay. uh, boxing when I was like just 21, so okay. four years this this summer. And, and one how old are you? Now? Oh, go ahead. 27. Okay. Okay. Right, okay, We're sorry. still young, still young. <laughs> oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, all in our prime. That's how I like to look at right, it. That's what I'm saying. But uh, it's over. the thing with uh, Knight Rider is uh, time and time again in the West Coast, we can't find someone Knight Rider's weight. Yeah. Knight Rider usually comes in somewhere between 120, 125. And, uh, the problem with that is 
every single time he's matched up with someone who's heavier than him. And the man never complains. He takes on the challenge every time. So with that being said, Knight Rider, who would you say was your toughest opponent? Uh, I'm going to say Jaboy Juice because, like, the, the, the difference, like, in weight and power was, like, uh, very difficult to overtake because I have, like, one game plan and, like, in the first punch was, like, oh, this is, like, really heavy. So I didn't have, like, the correct amount of time, like, to do something. So I'm going to say Jaboy Juice. He's a hell of a boxer, too. So, you know, you, you, you were up against a hell of a boxer plus the added weight and power. Yeah. What about you? Who was your toughest opponent? Uh, it would have to be between Golden Hands and uh, Hummingbird. That Hummingbird one was a real good one. Um, that, yeah, it had to be between those two. Yeah, yeah those I, are I, I my like two. Those are my two major L's. I'm like what? Twelve and three, I believe. Um, one losses to E7. Uh, yeah, but my two major losses goes to Golden Hands and my members. Yeah. Gotcha, did, did Hummingbird go to uh, the U.S. Nationals? Did I see one? Uh, did you share it one time, John? Yeah, Hummingbird's been in USA Boxing. He's uh, he's doing the Nationals, yeah. He's, he's going to the Nationals pretty soon. Nice. Yeah, yeah you know you got that good stuff to play. So I was thinking about I was thinking about going this year, but sponsorabilities. Say that one more time. Spon I was thinking about doing it, going, but uh, sponsorabilities. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's all good though. Fighting's not going yeah. anywhere. It's been around since before we were born. <laughs> You're right. That's what I'm saying. That's true. That's true. Now, uh, you both, you know, stay on your training. Obviously, when you're, when you're ready to fight, you stay war ready. But there's still a little challenge right before you get into a cage. I don't know if you want to go through the night rider. How do you prepare mentally for your fight as you're getting in that cage? Like, you wake up, it's fight day. How are you preparing? Uh, I like a lot to do some like activation first before fighting because uh, I think that gives me like more time to my body like get awake. So I do a, a little jogging and a lot of like stretching and like a little like shadow boxing at a, a low speed. So when I like go like inside the cage like my body it's like already warm and like ready because like one time it happened to me like uh i step in and i was like so sleepy because like the fight hurt so early in the morning so <laughs> and like the first hit i got like wake me up so for that uh, i always make sure that that doesn't happen to me again so I like to get like really, really warm in there. I like that. Yeah, that first thing was coffee. Oh, like, okay, let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about you, Turtle? How do you get ready for your fight mentally? Mentally? Uh, it's just all there from training. <laughs> So after all the, you know, a good couple of months or a couple of days of training, you should be, me, is you get up, hydrated and ready to go. Uh, I don't like to, I will not drink or eat anything for my fights because I have a real habit of, uh, I used to have a real bad habit of throwing stuff up, back up. And uh, so what I'll do is I'll just make sure in between the rounds, drop a little on my head. 
you know, give me a little bit of water to drink, put it on my back, you know, it's just make sure that I'm not overexerting myself during the fight. Uh, before I actually, before I get in there, I actually mint drills with uh, a couple of my coaches. And so to make sure that my body gets warm before the fight uh, starts. And other than that, Stay ready. So you ain't got to get ready. Nobody. Hey, uh, Tony, did you say earlier that uh, the amateur career was before Scrapyard? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, and then uh, Scrapyard happened because uh, it was COVID and there were fights happening. And so I, I was training for, I I trained for a good two years without fighting nobody. And then I looked to my, my little homie Dedrick and was like, bro, I need to fight somebody. And he said the same thing. He was like, me too, bro. <laughs> but he was not, you know, he couldn't. He wasn't old enough. And I told him that he's top. He's one of the top ranked uh, USA boxers. So he has a bigger future than you know, what's going on. So I was like, nah, we're not even on. Nah, we're not going to do that. But I'm going to get in there and do what I can do. And what makes you continue to come back to the scrapyard time and time again? Can you talk about scrapyard for a second? What is it? I love the people. Everybody's chill. Everybody's homies. Like, no, there's no beefery in the air nowhere. And everybody's, you know, friendly. Everybody's, you know, family like, all open arms. Yeah, I bet it's like that in every yard. I hope it's like that in every yard. All open arms. Yep. West Coast is salsa, bro. Yeah. Yeah, we may compete against each other, but hey, at the end of the day, I'm gonna turn around and be like, "Good fight, bro. We ran it. We did your stuff." The same way I did with E7. I looked at and said, "Hey, bro, be careful, but you doing your shit. Good job." Yeah. I saw that no E. Just ask how many fights that you have total. Or like can it looks bad. Can we throw that back up there, Jay? That that question. Talking to me? Talking to me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talking talking to me. Uh, I have 14. And he uh, said, so are, we are we talking about are we talking about street beefs or total? So all right, so if we add about the street beefs and uh amateur together, that's like I'd say about uh, exactly a good forty something, because the amateur amateur fights are odd numbers. So, and can you talk about the different styles uh, and weight classes that you've done uh, in street beefs? Street beefs. Um, I've only boxed. I've never done any no MMA, no kickboxing. Uh, my feet stay on the ground. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't want to get kicked and I look terrible trying to kick somebody else and I'm not trying to hurt myself yeah. like that. Um, weight classes uh, uh, earlier I said 145 155 and 170 those are the weight classes I'm Mr. Play No Game Taking all the names. <laughs> now, my favorite question to ask for both of you is, did you fight growing up? Did you fight in the street? Did you fight any time at all? You know, because I, I hear very different answers. So, you want to go first that right Uh, Yeah, bro. Like, uh, I used to fight, like, in nightclubs and, like, parties and, like, school. <laughs> But, like, I started boxing when I was, like, 21. So, like, I just had, like, street fighting in the background, yeah. <laughs> so, I, that's why I think street beats, like, it's, like, perfect for me. <laughs> that's, like, my style of fighting. Absolutely. Yeah. What about you, Of course. That's how I made friends. That's how I made a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and if it wasn't fighting in school, it was fighting after school. If it wasn't fighting after school, 
I'm gonna meet you at this time on the block, or I'm gonna pull up on you now, you or whatever. Fighting was natural, even with the little brothers. I was not letting my little brothers go out to be no blocks. When they were this size, and I was a little bit bigger. <laughs> and it's, it's funny because even with our, our producer Jay, I said multiple times, some of his best friends came after a fight. All of a sudden, yeah, they fist fought one, two, three times. Next thing you know, their best friends hanging out. Can you remember that time we fought? Yeah. Like you busted my lip one time, but I give you a black out of the next time. <laughs> I still do it. We still do it to this day. But they don't want to. <laughs> But I think it's like a it's like a fun rivalry, almost like a tit for tat thing. Like you got me, just wait, just wait. You know, everybody respects good competition. You know, if if you're sports, you like you you respect good competition. Absolutely. And I do think it's kind of cool how uh, like everyone here has been on a street fight. But I know we've had fighters on here when I've asked them that question, and I do like to ask. They're like, nope, I've never had a, a fish fight ever. I never yep. even fought until I got in the cage. I never even like my mom says like it's crazy to see that like yeah my my parents never allowed fighting and the fact that I wanted to do MMA or boxing like my mom almost had a stroke or something it's just it's crazy to see like all the different backgrounds but yet we all come together for one thing the punch <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah hey with that I being said um, this is a good question for both of you guys. Uh, who is somebody you guys could see yourself uh, locking up with? Who would you like, like to fight? Like future opponent? Yes, sir. Thank you. Mm, I think uh, me and Wama like will fight for the title in the future. Uh, like I see this fight in the future. I like that. Wama's well, a good fighter. I like Wama. Damn he, good. He's, he's my my weight. Yeah, yeah, 125, 130. Yeah. Okay, all right. Let's, I yeah, let's do it. That was cool. Yeah, but like, we are actually like uh, friends, so that will be like also cool because it will be like uh, another type of competition also. Hmm. Like not a rivalry, but like just to see like who who's better, who's like who wants it more. Yeah. What about well, you, Charles? Don't worry, you guys do not have to answer that question on the show. We'll keep it in the DMs later. No, like, <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen Night Rider fight, but I don't never deny nobody of nothing. <laughs> I don't never, you know, I don't never degrade my opponent, but if it was to happen, it was to happen. But, uh, I, I, oh, yeah. oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, uh, somebody who I can see myself fighting. I've Weighed my options of who we have. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, me and nobody, I nobody. Q Tip, me and Q Tip could run a, a rematch. I, I definitely like to see that. Q Tip has progressed a lot, and I've trained with him when he was out here. Um, Turn on that right He's starting the box. I like that, he said. Erling seven. Uh, bro, I think that if I reach that level of, like, knowledge, I will, like, absolutely share it with uh, some people. But I, I don't think I'm at that level yet. Like, I need to gain, like, more experience and, like, more fighting. And, like, but if I reach it, like, I'll absolutely uh, want to teach boxing because boxing has given me, like, a lot. So that's, like, some of the ways that I could pay back. So, yeah, bro, like, 
I'll think I'll I'll teach it if I reach that level. Um, I feel the same way. Uh, I'm not there yet. I'm on high level, but I'm not. Uh, you know, there's still more stuff. So I know a lot of more people who know a lot more than me. So you know, I I still find myself doing bad habits. So I wouldn't want to teach somebody something which could be a bad habit do to set them up and you know everybody doesn't fight the same so if they would try to do the same move that i do it works for me it probably wouldn't work for them so uh for me i'd like you know master the craft first before uh, i know up to the age where i'm like yeah i can't do this anymore and that's what i will teach yeah. one thing that i also like a lot is that uh in boxing like every day like you can learn like something new like on defense or footwork or like offense or like whatever like each day like you can learn something new and like that's very cool like you will never like reach like all the knowledge because there's like a lot of different like minds and opinions and like ways to view it Yeah, I like that. See, I, I don't think I'll ever have the skills to be able to teach, but I know I'd want to teach my um, my kids one day. Like, has any have you guys ever seen that movie Price of Glory? No, bro. I have not. What? Oh man, it's, just, oh, it's an older like '90s boxing film, but it's killer because it's about a dad who was a prized boxer in his day. Something happened, but he ends up running this whole gym, and he has three boys, and all of them are boxers. And, you know, two are real good prodigies, but one's not quite a prodigy, but he's skilled at boxing. And it shows, like, the close relationships of, like, you know, the turmoil that kind of caused the family for all this and him trying to raise champs. But it's a killer a killer movie, but that's the way I see myself coaching is, like, when he was teaching his kids, he had his backyard, he had a little gym, set it up, set up a little uh, boxing stand. He had, like, a cross with bells and rope where they were learning head movement and stuff. And I feel like I would do drills and stuff with my kids, but like never for anyone else. But I would definitely teach them. I'd be like, you're gonna know. So it happens to me, at least you can kick some ass. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, uh, the price of glory. But yeah, that was that was a killer movie. It was like an old school Chicano film. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> nice. You guys have a fighting movie you want to shout out? Uh, the best fighting movie, in my opinion, and my favorite is uh, Never Back Down. I like it. Uh, yeah, before Amber Heard was crazy. No. <laughs> I really no, that was a good ass movie. Yeah. Fighting movies, nah, they're all they're cool, but I'm just like they don't hype it up in real life. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, no, Rocky stuff. Getting punched thirty times. Who's the one getting punched? Who's better punching somebody else? Oh, Gladiators with Cuban Gooding Jr. I've seen part of that. That's a good one. All right, Southpaw. Ooh, that's another Southpaw. good one. Okay, Southpaw was definitely good. Hey, uh, I'm I'm interested to know from both of you guys, uh, what were or who were some of your greatest influences far as uh fighting. Uh, as far as fighting, uh, my trauma. <laughs> my trauma was my greatest influence as far as fighting. Uh, my coach as well. Kind of going to see him fight professionally. Uh, those are some good shows. And then doing it alongside with him. You know, seeing it firsthand, I have I know a bunch of a bunch of pro fighters. Just seeing them firsthand doing it, and then in the ring with them. So they're all my inspiration: Jerry, Nick, and Kang, Andre, Keys, John P. All all these pros that are coming to the gym, you know, give me the work that I need, man. Give me the Dedrick Crocklin, you know, all everybody who get in the ring. They're all my inspiration. <laughs> for me i think it was uh julio cesar chavez like how he packed like the stadio azteca 
with all the Mexican people and like what he meant for Mexico. And I don't know, like when I was a kid, like I always had the dream of like a, a boxing walkout. Like I think that energy is like unmatched. Like walking with like your favorite song, like to fight. I don't think like anything can be like compared to that. <laughs> I like it. I like the style too. When you were in some of those uh, fights you had, when you had that nice tight defense, you came out and you're like, "Wow!" You're like, "All right, okay, never." Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see. What song would you walk out to? Ooh, I asked that one like. 30 shows ago. That's been a long time. All right. Yeah. What's your guys' walkout song? Damn good uh, question. Right now, in this present moment, I think I'll do uh, My Name with uh, Nate Dogg and Eminem. All right. I can that. Uh, hey, long live Dolph. Uh, major. All right. I can do that. Ooh, okay. we got two good songs. Both of those are good songs. What about you, buddy? What, what are you coming out to? Whoa, see, that's a see for the hyphy mode. I I want to come out to Nuck if you buck, you know. You know, <laughs> I want to come out with uh, La Raza by Kid Frost. I feel like that'd be a good one. I really feel going out on that stage, the Aztec warrior. You know, I'm here for my people. That's part of why I do what I do. Yeah, I feel like I, you know, that'd be perfect for me. What about you, Song K? Man, I'd have to think about that one, bro. Not gonna lie to you. Not gonna lie to you. It could change by the moment, but definitely had to think about it. We got another He's question from you. Kevin. Let's see. Okay, I'll try to read it. Like, All right. He's what does that's up to you? Or when there's one stay, I am ready for the pro league. So, honestly, from experience, that's all up to you, E7. Um, so, what you would need to do is you would need to go to your state's DOL and register as a professional boxer. And they will have you do other things, such as check in with the doctor um, and have you pay a couple of fees. Uh, within that, after you pay the fees, go see the doctor. Um, register on the DOL. You should have your papers. Should be good to go. That's that's what I've heard. Um, you know, being within you know within the game is just whenever you're ready, whenever you feel like yourself is ready. But uh, be very careful of saying when you're ready. Yeah. In Mexico, it's a lot different. Like you just can like. GoPro, if you like want to, like if you get a fight, like you can like just take it. But I don't know. I think uh, it depends like on the situation because like some people like do it for money, some people like do it for the love of the sport. So I think like it's different like in every person, but when you feel it, so. When you feel it, like, that you're ready, I think that's, like, the best that you can, like, go pro. Because, like, if you see uh, the one to Wilder, like, he got a daughter and, like, he turned pro uh, real quick and, like, it worked for him. So, yeah. it can work, like, for different, like, type of people, but I think it works better if, like, you feel ready for it. Oh, yeah, it's like all those pros have that level. They're not not over cocky, but they're all confident. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just be confident in who you are. A little shady promoter, yeah. Yeah, we've heard a few of those, you know. A king don't. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to wrap up on questions. I don't have a – my highlighter is gone, so that's why you guys didn't see me highlighting my questions as I asked throughout the show. But uh, did you have anything else you might have wanted to ask them, Songke? Uh, yeah, I had uh, one more question for Turtle. I wanted to ask, uh, you know, I, I noticed, bro, you, you jumped into the, the reffing scene over in Scrapyard. Uh, how is that 
uh, doing that as well as being a fighter. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience? Uh, what is that like? Um, so I did that just to help out. Uh, it was never no open, you know, hey, open position. Uh, it was, you know, to help out that day. I actually had fun doing it, but it's hard because you're like, if you don't throw that hand, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you can't be biased. You, you have to be biased, excuse me. Uh, so it's just like, dang, you're looking at somebody and you're looking at the other person. I felt like Kenny Bayless at the same time. So I'm like, every time somebody socks him, I'm like, <laughs> and so it was it was fun. I could I'd probably do it again. I'd probably ref again. It was it was fun being in the ring with him, uh, seeing people box and you know trying to do it. And be careful. Careful you see that, be careful of that. But it was yeah, I'd do it again. Dope. Dope. Like I think what didn't the UFC release Herb Dean as a ref? I saw he was doing something else. I, I saw that. Um, I don't really pay attention to UFC like that. They just got too much stuff going on right now. Uh, and then plus, I'm not a wrestler nor a kicker or any of that. <laughs> so I just I just don't pay too much attention. But I did see that. I thought that was crazy because he's been with UFC for a fat man, right? I know for sure. Sometimes you get them reps, you like, you know, the reps, gonna, you know, they've been in there for a long time. And he was one of the reps. Like, yeah, I've seen multiple fights with him. Repping in. Yeah. I thought that was crazy, though. Yeah. Well, well. Uh, Night Rider, you want to give some shout outs and tell everyone where they can find you at? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I wanted uh, to thank uh, Samki for the knowledge he uh, shared with me uh, the three, four times that we trained in Vegas. Uh, I think that it will help me a lot in the future and like I'm trying to implement it right now. And I also uh, wanted to thank you for inviting me uh, to the podcast and uh, get more people to know me. So, thanks, guys. And uh, nice to meet you also, Turtle. Nice to meet you too, bro. Yeah, you have a fun night, man. Thank you. Appreciate your time. And what about you, Turtle? Where can the uh, people yeah, I'd like to shout out all three you, Samke, Buddy V, and Jason for inviting me on here. Shout out to the Scrapyard. Shout out to all the homies. Um, if you guys are on Twitch, follow me on Twitch. I stream boxing all day. Not all, all day. Right. Not all day, but uh, yeah. Some time can get free time. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at turtle25304. I forgot. I'm about to run that back. I'll add you later. <laughs> yep, I got you. Um, and IG is terps underscore 253. And that's it. The hell yeah. Well, both of you guys. Killer ass time. I appreciate you. Both humble fighters, but beasts each in your own right. I love it. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Uh, hey, we appreciate y'all, man. man. Highly it's appreciate nice it. Nice to meet you too, Night Rider, too. Yeah, so I guess uh, we're going to have to see a little something from Jay. I think a little real talk. Let's go. Now, you know why we're here. So, if you have any doubts or reservations, now is the time to say so. No one will think any less of you. Because once you enter this family, there's no getting out. Hey, what's this fucking thing you're planning on? What the fuck it is? You never watched it? That's supposed to be up.
These are real FBI recordings of four men talking about a mob TV show that they love. These men belong to a real crime family known as the DeCalicante family. In the TV show The Sopranos, Tony Soprano is the head of a fictional mob family. The Sopranos are violent, brutal, and unforgiving. But there was a real New Jersey crime family before The Sopranos. Yeah, it was cool. The New York Mafia families have never looked at the DeCalicantes as anything more than a glorified crew. If you listen to Bruce Springsteen, he'll tell you everything you need to know about New Jersey. New Jersey is the place you want to get out of, and you aspire to come to New York. It's the place next to power. It's the place next to money. It's the place next to celebrity. If uh, you asked anybody who was in the five families in New York, I don't think they'd want to be a member of, of the Jersey mob. I actually know of some cases where, you know, guys couldn't get made in New York and had it as a last resort, take Jersey. Tony Soprano is always thinking about the good old days when he thought that the uh, mafiosi were more Spartan, uh, they were more loyal, they obeyed the oaths of Omerta, of, of uh, how to conduct themselves as men of honor. It's called burning hell. May I burn in hell? I betray my friends. In real life, they know that they're being watched. Uh, getting their pictures taken. They gotta watch that their phones aren't tapped. They gotta watch that the club that they hang in it isn't bugged. They gotta be afraid now if the guy they're talking to is turn a wire on them. They're absolutely paranoid, but you have to be. There is no way they're as powerful today as they were, say, 30, 40, 20 years ago. Today, they're lucky they can get a reservation at a restaurant, you know? Really, literally. Alright, we're back. Ooh, 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 ooh. Don't forget to go check out that real talk with Jay. Lots of killer ass episodes. You know, this one is gonna be sick. So I what I think it's about that time. What do you say, Sound Jay? I think so, bro. Let's get it. Buddy V's fighters to watch. Now, I got a fun. Only two today. But you'll see why in a minute. One, settle. I'm a fan of the way he fights. He came up, had a good one. But part of the reason why he made the list is because there was actually a little controversy. I don't know if his most recent fight's going to come out. So if you're here, you get the exclusive. This is why you tune in. He, during one of his fights, he actually most recently was getting his, his opponent. He was giving him the work. His opponent, middle of the fight of the first round, ended up saying, I'm done. So he gets up, and he just kind of says to himself, that's, loud, that's it. And as he stands up, his opponent here, he goes, F you, you F and B, and does this whole thing. But I like the way he fights. Also, because he turned out one of his fights before to fight someone else who happens to be my second fighter to watch, who happens to be Hitman. Ooh, 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 ooh. Now, if you love the West Coast, you know you love Hitman. He's a staple name. He's a good fighter, yep. good boxer. He always tip up to the challenge. I enjoy watching him. He also knows how to clown for days, which is pretty cool, too. He's got some jokes. So Absolutely. if you're on his bad side, you better be ready. <laughs> but one of the reasons I love it is because he flew up to the scrapyard to fight the Canadian, which is why there's some little stuff I saw on, on Facebook earlier, which is why I was like, you know what, let me switch this around. And I thought it was perfect because settle, because the Canadian didn't show up to fight when Hitman flew all the way up to the scrapyard to fight him, settle dropped his fight to fight Hitman instead. Hey, man, I'm not going to tell you whether he won or lost. You got to go check out the fight because it was a banger. But he literally went to the last second, fought, and the minute the fight was over, went, hopped on a plane, went back to the West Coast where he was going. So, I mean, if that doesn't show dedication, I don't know what does. You fly out, you go to a fight, you wait, and even if you don't get your fight, you're willing to fight anyone else just so you can get it in. I mean, that's a fighter to watch with my books all the way. So both of them have a little sum-sum that happened, which is why the backstory was the reason why I chose them for my fighters to watch, too. That's why you get two today. Hey, that was creative. I like that, bro. That's creative. And you know, the thing with those guys, you know, both of those guys are great fighters, and every fight that they're in, they bring that fire. Yeah, a little fire that we need, right? A little something-something, man. You know, speaking of fire, let's go ahead and... Uh,
Let's go, man. Sean Cam the Fire Five. I'm going to go ahead and take you all the way to the OG yard. 3-3-0 versus Suburban Savage. This is a firefight, man. Relentless combinations. Uh, a lot of heart on display. Uh, and ultimately, if you didn't know, man, body work never fails. Never fails. Street Beefs, OG Yard, 3-3-0 versus Suburban Savage. Firefight. Check it out. We're going to go ahead and move on. I'm going to take you all the way to the scrapyard. And you saw this man tonight on the show, Turtle. You've also seen his opponent a few shows back, Earthling 7. Uh, this is basically Street Beast West Coast versus Scrapyard. Fire-ass fight. Uh, two tough warriors, all respect, no fear. Uh, if you know Earthling 7, you know he's got the ever-changing style, uh, somewhat of a style bender. Uh, if you know Turtle, Turtle, is uh, he's got that constant, relentless push, push forward, you know, uh, always present. Great matchup right here. Fire fight. Street Beef Scrapyard, Earthling 7 versus Turtle. Check that out. We're going to go ahead and move on. Yeah, this is a hidden gem right here. A hidden gem. Street Beef's West Coast. Zero versus drama. Zero, my fellow Gorillion. Uh, and as you can see, we're not in the outside setting. This is one of the very few fights that was at night indoors. Uh, actually, my old gym, uh, Fitness 23, F23. Those who know, they know. Uh... Point blank period, this was a fire-ass fight. Uh, there was a lot of doubters. There was a lot of second-guessers. There were a lot of non-believers. At the end of the day, it was a blowout. And who I said won from the very beginning before the fight took place, won. Street Beats West Coast, zero versus drama. Fire fight. Let's go ahead and move on. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take you all the way back to Street Beef's OG Yard. Emmanuel versus Redeemer. Anybody who knows these two fighters, man, uh, basically this fight was like a master class. Uh, these guys are damn near, they got professional talent. Uh, the back and forth was crazy. Uh, we got three rounds of just banger-ass fucking boxing, period. Street Beef's OG Yard, Emmanuel versus Redeemer, firefight. Check it out. Let's go ahead and move on to the last firefight of the night. I'm going to take you guys back to Street Beef Scrapyard. Dallas owned versus Unplugged. This is a firefight. Uh, I'm going to say, like we always talk about anytime it's brought up, cardio is key. Cardio is key. Cardio is key. Cardio is key. Pressure is key. Body work is key. This was a tough fight. Uh, every single round, bombs being thrown. At the end of the day, the man who had the keys won. Street Beef's Scrapyard, Dallas Own versus Unplugged, Firefight. Sam K and the Fire Five. I like that. Those were fire ass fights. Definitely. And that E7 and a turtle fight. <laughs> man, these are these are firefights, but man, these are classics. Classics. I have not watched the Zero one. I'm going to have to check that out. I want to. As soon as I oh, that's, a that's a hidden gem. I said that for a reason. Not only is it a hidden gem, but we're in a gym. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, that, was, that was a very special fight, bro. That was a special fight. Everything I said, 
was true to to the effect, man. You had a, a lot of non-believers thinking it was going to go the opposite. And, uh, you know, uh, like I said, man, that was a fellow teammate of mine. I trained with the man. I knew what the man was coming with. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Shout out to the other individual because I, I understood what he possessed as far as his skills. But just go watch the fight, bro. Just go watch <laughs> the fight. It, it, it ain't going to take much much of your time. It ain't going to take much of your time. I will say, Jay, thank you for putting those over my screen. Because for you guys who didn't see, I was goofing around, leaning back and forth in my chair. And my shit broke for a sec. So I fell right off. So I fell on the camera. Woo! That would have been embarrassing. <laughs> but uh that was fun time man turtle night rider off, you played it off you good you played it off <laughs> uh, any shout outs you want to give before we wrap the show up yeah bro like you said it was a good time we had fun uh i want to give a shout out to our guests first and foremost night rider uh always humble uh, thank you, sir, for helping me with training last week, uh, because just like you needed help, I needed help. I gained just like you gained. I, I appreciate that. I also appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Uh, Turtle, shout out to you, sir. I appreciate your time and you coming on the show as well. Uh, the people in the live chat uh, shooting us the great comments, the great uh, questions. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. Uh, you guys on replay, thank y'all. Appreciate y'all. We do this for you guys. Um, shout out to Streetbeast West Coast. Shout out to Streetbeast Scrapyard. Shout out to Streetbeast Dirty South. And last but not least, shout out Streetbeast OG Yard. We do this for y'all. Uh, don't really do the social media. If you got me, you got me. You know where I'm at every Tuesday. Uh, we got another fire ass show lined up for you guys next week. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I want to say, uh, I also want to give a shout out to, uh, my training partner, uh, who's been helping me the past couple of weeks, getting some good work in, uh, shout out to you, brother. Uh, we'll be, uh, we'll be talking soon, but, uh, other than that, man, uh, before I let it go, man, I, I just got to give one last shout out to buddy V and our producer jay the greatest producer shout out to y'all man we we do this every week every week <laughs> hell yeah shout out to song k one of the other co-hosts killing it two hosts <laughs> doing a good thing having fun <laughs> um if you know zuel-world.com that's where you get the merch my yeah. website uh, that's my company as well as you know as well, underscore buddy for the Instagram. And uh, I got some more things coming out here soon, so keep your eyes peeled. You never know. You might even see a new Yankee and Brett sweatshirt in the works. I don't know. I mean, what? Did I say that? <laughs> um, yeah, other than that, have a good time. You're about, to, I, you're about to see me around town. I'm doing all sorts of fun, crazy stuff. And if you're in Washington State, if you're sitting around town, you're going to start seeing these flyers pop up all over. Support your small Chicano business. Yeah, and you know I had to throw my fights in there. Oh yeah, OTH hustling interview, bro. That yeah. that is yeah. dope as hell. Shout out to Overtime Hustling. I I forgot these guys <laughs> got me featured in the magazine coming out very soon. Shout out to Overtime Hustling magazine and Cuzzo and Freezes. You guys are you guys are amazing over there. Hell yeah! So uh, yeah. Make sure that you continue to have a good time. You continue following us. We'll continue to have quality, fun content for y'all. Thank you. Like Song said, we'll do it for y'all. So, uh, in the words of Jay, one world, one love, deuces. <laughs>